You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Well, our journey has finally ended. We have done this all year. The late 90s horror retrospective series. It has all come together for this final episode the concluding episode of what we think is the best, the worst. We have list. Of course, we have list. as wouldn't be movie guys without list. And I am joined here, like always, with Eric and Sarah. Eric, how the hell you doing? Excited to talk about this. We are turning a chapter at the end of the year, finishing right this genre of the 90s horror. It was an adventure. I know that we got to see a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of curious, but mostly a lot of new uh, first viewings for Sarah that we are going to be talking about with her today. I'm, I'm excited to hear the list that she has for these well, movies. Yeah, I've, I've been kept in the dark this entire time, so I, yeah. you're going to save this for us, right, Sarah? You're, you're, till the end, not going to... Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm saving this until we are ready. I went over my list this afternoon just to make sure I really knew exactly where I want. I had a couple that were sort of tied and I kind of moved some things around today, reevaluated, and now I'm ready to discuss. I'm ready to discuss. I mean, like we have, we have some big announcements coming up too in this episode. I I mean, I, I kind of want to spoil one right off the bat. Uh, For those of you who are, we got to say the the next theme, the next years is for the end. Okay. Okay. Trust me. Go with me in this journey, Eric. I got you. I, I have for seven I years. I will not do. I will not do the next theme. That is the money shot. That's at the end. This is this is foreplay. Okay. All right. Let's see what this. So is. Yeah. So, the big announcement is for everybody who is listening, which I'm assuming you're having. You know. Anyway, November twenty second, which is a few days away from when this recording happens is that you can finally go on movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Right in the top of the page, it says Movie Guys Podcast Awards. Vote now. It is up, our annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards. I'm assuming Sarah's going to be there for that one. I'm really excited to have her on that because she's seen a majority of all these movies with you. And it's our big awards show. It's our Super Bowl. I can't believe it's been a year because it's officially been a year since I moved into my new place, too. It's been a crazy long time, so we're super, really excited for everybody to vote. Like always, Eric and I do not vote. That is the rule with the Movie Guys Awards. It is all up to you, the fans. So far, since we of this recording, we have 22 submissions already from people on Twitter and Facebook, so thank you. Keep it going because you get to vote from November 22nd to December 22nd. And then after that, the votes are tallied, and then we get our Movie Guys podcast award show at the end of the year. I'm excited. Eric, you know, and Sarah, I think you know a little bit from last year, but mm-hmm. Eric, you know how, like, jazz and geeked I am about the Movie Guys Awards. I, I cannot wait it's, for this. It's something new every time. You know, you think, you think you know a movie. You think you know an audience, and then you see the vote. You see which ones are popular, which ones aren't. And it also helps us because it, Helps us, you know, to tweak a little bit more to the audience, right? To which movies maybe our audience prefers and which ones they they don't. Right. So, uh, so who who knows? I um, I don't think that uh, this is going to be you know so one sided to where it's just like, oh yeah, our fans obviously all love musicals, 
So, Jordan, we're all we're going to be doing musicals from here on out. Nothing but song and dance. Oh, don't spoil next year's theme. Singing in the oh. rain and and looking at the Oklahoma prairie. You know, it's it's going to be a beautiful morning. And um, I'm trying to I, I keep on going. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. It's, I'm just really... it's a tradition. Yeah, Thank it's, you. It's a tradition. <laughs> it is our Super Bowl. I, I don't want to keep on hyping it up enough. But if you don't go to our website, you can check it out on our Facebook page. You can check it out on our Twitter page. Also, in the description of this episode, there will be a link to that page. So it will be on your phone or wherever you get your podcast from. The description will be there. Movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. On the top of the page, Movie Guys Podcast Awards. Vote now. Your vote counts, and when we do our special show, it is your choice. Whoever wins best film, worst film, so on and so forth, it is up to you. So, But that's our way of saying thank you. I'm excited for it, but let's get into the late 90s. Uh, we want to do something different, right? Because we kind of did something a little different the year prior, right, Eric? Like the pandemic started. We couldn't really go see movies every single week in theaters. And I don't know who came up with it. 100%. I don't know if it was me or you or a collective. We're like, hey, let's do something from our past, right? So we did the 80s teen sex comedies uh, almost two years ago. That's yeah, kind of like a You know, small. we might have to give Ryan credit for that. Maybe that was something that, that he brought up too because I think he wanted to do a little bit more of a, a retrospective before that he was trying to do with, um, what was his podcast, Late Night Rental? Right. Yeah, so maybe it was a mixture of, of all that too, but uh, yeah, the the teen sex comedies was uh, was quite quite one to start on, I guess. But well, now here we are sure. with uh, yeah, with uh, but now here we are with. Uh, I think this is a bit more mainstream. More people know about these movies, or at least the franchise that these movies represent, just because of who star in them. It's not necessarily for the story or for how good or bad the movies were, because a lot of them were. Good and uh, a lot of them were very bad, uh, but it's it's of course we like watching these because of who is in them, right? Well, right, and and I I want to get Sarah involved in this in one second, but to kind of go off of what you were saying, uh, this '90s horror retrospective kind of has um, broke my spirits in a way because all these movies I have seen, I don't know how many times. Eric, Eric, you and I grew up with these movies. We're around the same age. So it's like these movies were awesome, like cool. I know what you did last summer is awesome, cool. And then I watch it for this series, and I'm like, oh my god! Like well, this is a, a thing though, is that we're watching it as a test of time, which I think is a great one. And then we get the fresh eyes from Sarah here, who gets to watch it on the first with mm -hmm. no, you know, uh, bias or, or no attachment to it originally. So this is why I'm excited to hear what Sarah has to say about a lot of these these movies especially in, in in ranking how about this sarah can you give us a tease and give us what's the worst one on this list oh. <laughs> so oh. the worst one on the list um was one that i actually it was before i started joining you guys uh on this retrospective but i did watch it with you eric um sort of half-assed watched it while i was writing out christmas cards uh wes craven's new nightmare that's the worst i'm so like I, not even going to agree with you bud okay uh, that's okay we don't have to agree on everything uh yeah it was really dumb um 
I don't even, I, I never saw any of the other movies, um, which sound fairly interesting, but I have never seen them. Uh, the tongue scene towards the end where he's like, yep. his tongue is rooting around looking for somebody. And then the fact that it was, you know, uh, the story within the story, I just, no, that was, that was hands down the worst for me. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely pretension in that movie. Right. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, there's a there's there's a close competition for worst movie on this list. Uh, I, I would say that New Nightmare for me is in the running, but for me, I don't think it's the absolute no worst on, on this one. Not trying to say no. it's any better, but uh, yeah, it's more just trying to say that other movies are are, are worse than that. But I know, I, I hear you, especially with one to start off with, Sarah, because was this like one of the first ones that we had? It was the first one that you guys did. Yeah, yep, we watched, you guys watched it in December, and then I started joining in in January. With the haunting. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Eric, yeah. Eric, do you have your worst right now? Actually, I looking at all of this in I can go back and, and really lay into a few of them, but the one that stands out the most has to be The Haunting. It has. <gasps> really? Wow. Yeah, it has to be the, the Haunting to me. I, I don't know if it's, if it's just one thing that really bothered me or if it was the whole collective of everything that, that bothered me. You know, there being not enough kills because a lot of people live in that one. Um, the horrible acting from Lily Taylor, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's not from her. She's just not a scream queen. And th- it was just a really silly story, that, that whole thing about the children. And um, who was the, uh, the the guy running the place again? I forgot, whatever, the Baron. Liam Neeson? No, the ghost. That was his uh, house. Yeah, yeah. Kept Crane. Crane. Mm-hmm. Yes, Crane. Everything about it. And, uh, of course, the... 90s CGI does not hold up that well either. Um, it just is one of those silly things where I, it, it's a ghost. It's a supernatural thing, and it's just like, if you're trying to kill these people, you had so many opportunities to, and so many, many times throughout this movie, and you just seem to like want to scare them instead. It seemed just really kind of silly. The whole movie just... I, that one is it for me. Um, wow. If you convince me I, otherwise, I, listen, like, I, I could... Uh, we, we went off on a lot of other... Uh, movies here, like I know what you did last summer had had a lot of bad flaws. Had a, <laughs> like there was a lot of things wrong with it, and this is great because again, watching these again, you realize that ooh, that one was or like um, disturbing behavior. That one was oh, ooh, that one was uh, something. <laughs> or even American Werewolf in Paris. Watching no, watching, <laughs> watching that one, it was just like uh, no, it's still a fun movie, but you know what I'm like. What kind of Europeans are walking around with shaved heads going, oh, I love Americans. And Americans All Europeans. Like, you don't go to Europe. We've established this. And there's the, the Americans like, oh, okay, hey, we should just go over to this hostel here, you know. It says that we kill Americans here. Fourth of July party. Uh, you know, we're... But yeah, I would say uh, right now, until you guys can maybe sell me on something else, the haunting's got to be worst for me. Okay, well, I mean, like, for me, it goes to a 3-2-1, right? Uh, but the worst movie that we reviewed this whole retrospective is House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> that's the worst. And that's the one that scared me the most out of all of them when I was growing up. 
because I remember talking about that in our review, but then like just thinking about it, I wasn't scared. I mean, like when I got ready and I pressed play, I was like, okay, I remember something scared me back in the day. I, I, I was I was drinking heavily compared to this. You know what I mean? Like I was just bored. Yeah. Like like it was not the same effect. Um, you say the haunting's bad, and the haunting is very bad, very bad indeed. But the uh, house on Haunted Hill was just horrible acting, horrible setup. Um, the tar smoke monster at the end was bad. And what makes the movie the worst is Chris Kattan ghost comes out to save the day, and then they're on a they're on a ledge. And they're like, you know, hey, we got the million dollars, whatever, and they have no way of getting down. Like, it's it, it, that is the worst. Now, um, I understand your 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 frustration with the story and everything that happened in that movie, but as Sarah and I can both tell you, all those questions and more were answered in the sequel, Return to House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> Which you want me to see so bad. Oh, I think you need to see. You haven't? No, no, I refuse to because oh. I know it's not going to be great. Oh, I think Man, you need to see I that. watched that movie. You have got to watch it. <sighs> it's. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I understand. It's like one of those things where you know it's not good, and we're telling you it's not good. It's oh, no. bad, but it's so bad that it's it's worth the one time watch i i go with this one i always won't will mention pinocchio's revenge until we do it on this show maybe titanic <laughs> 2 but these you know like this is one such movie um the sequel to house of Haunted Hill, okay. where it uh, it yeah it might go in there is is so bad it's good troll 2 oh my god troll 2 character this is troll 2 really it's it's pretty bad. Like it's oh my god, that movie is is pretty bad. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah. I don't think there's a, like it's just all blood and guts. There's not even any boobs. And even though they flaunt it, that one um, that one lady. I don't remember. I blocked oh, it from my memory. No, never there mind. might be boobs. There were there was a, there was the lesbian ghosts in in the basement. Remember? Yes, that's right. I lesbian do remember the ghost. lesbian ghosts. Lesbian ghosts. Yeah, I don't want to see this. Uh, Sarah, is there not the best, but is there like a second look or a secret gem? It's, 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 it's not your best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the other day at work, I think it was around Halloween, we had turned on some Halloween movies and we were looking for what should the next movie we watch be. And we're flipping through all the stations and Urban Legends came on and I got, went, guys, we have to watch Urban Legends. And they're like, no, I don't want to watch that. I'm like, but, but it was so fun. Uh, so that one ranked surprisingly high on my list. I would watch it again. Really? Yeah, I recommended it to my coworkers. Guys, let's watch this in the office. Urban they, legend. Urban legends. I, I really, you yes, liked it just, that much? I well, did. I mean, uh, what elements of it were 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 better than maybe the others? The difference from this one than other ones, uh, at least that we have, is that this is a college one. The other ones seem to mm -hmm. be high school. Right. Two words. Haber, faculty. Uh, no, you did last summer. Two so, words. Joshua Jackson. 
Oh, but Sarah, you <laughs> gave it a small. I know, I know. Right I know, but I wish I could go back and I could give it a medium. Um, I was I was early in my rankings. I was still kind of getting the hang of it. Uh, but um, I like I like the stories. Um, some of the legends I had heard before, some of them were new. Um, so I, I enjoyed it more than many of these other movies. Really? See, I thought you were going to say disturbing behavior because that's more of a uh, play on boomers versus millennials, if you will. Right? I mean, like, kids have to be controlled and told what to do, Stepford Wives style, and we have that uprising. I thought you guys would dig that more. Because oh, Jordan, leave those kids alone. I'm just saying no wrong, bad, no wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, for me, actually, the one that I had the most fun with, uh, which is my secret gem, that I had fun, right? Where it just was like, all right, let's crack open a beer and let's have fun. Actually, beer or not, was American Wolf in Paris. I mean, like, that one didn't scare me that much when I was a kid. Just, you know, in 1998, seeing the whatever transformation was kind of creepy. Uh, nowadays, different story. But just to turn your brain off, crack open a beer and have fun, American Wolf in Paris has that fun little gem where you and your friends can, like, joke and laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's just a fun, it's a fun little gem. Eric, what about you? Do you have a gem that's just like, eh? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I would say the faculty. Uh, just a, oh. a, a little bit more. You have a little bit of everything. Uh, you had the whodunit. You had the sci-fi part of it as well. Uh, and I think you just had, you know, the the uh, the, the stars, the, the kids in there as well. I, I liked it. It was like a body snatchers kind of um, for the 90s, you know, a younger modern version of it. it. It's not great, you know, and it had its flaws that we had talked about as well, too. But I, I think that that is one of those where it stays in the realm of like Hollywood uh, uh, Halloween movies. That's what I mean to say. Like, you know, seasonal. Okay. Kind of uh, the the scary movies that you put on rotation for Halloween. Now, Sarah, going off of the list here, something a little bit of behind the scenes for the fans listening to the show is I keep track of every episode and what person gives what back to. Sarah, you have given two no bags on my records here, and hopefully your records are matching mine. You've only given two no bags, and that is Halloween H2O, and the Blair Witch Project. Wow, I, I give Halloween H2O a no-bag? That's what I have. So I'm asking you, oh, okay. forget H2O. Just, eh, H2O doesn't exist. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to rethink your no-bag for Blair Witch Project? No, no really? I stand by that decision. I <laughs> oh, God. I don't, you cannot talk me into liking that movie. I very much disliked it. Eric and I both gave it a large. Yep. But, uh, Jordan, we have had uh, further discussions about this, and it really has to be the, the cultural thing. It, it has to be the thing you lived through. Uh, you know what? Another example that was brought up to, um, I think, whether, I don't know, Sarah, if it was I mean, you talking or if it was, but uh, Sixth Sense in that same oh. wave, wow. you know, where, sure. where in this one for Blair Witch, you had everyone talking about, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, did you see? Did you see it? Where and the same thing with Sixth Sense. Oh my God! Did you see it? So you know they can talk about it. Like it's it's a reveal. You have to see it to talk about it. Be in the yeah. Know. So if, in this case, if in the same way we were watching Sixth Sense in here, and I had never seen the Sixth Sense, 
by this point in my life, 20 years later, I have heard the spoiler for that movie, and now I'm watching it through a totally different lens. Mm -hmm. uh, same kind of thing with Blair Witch. I had a general idea of what it was going to be about. I had, I knew it was going to be shaky cam. Um, it was, you know, I had a general idea because of, of the cultural phenomenon it was. So I had an expectation, and it just was so terrible. You know what? You're, since you said that, this actually brought me to something recently that happened a few weeks ago to me at work. Uh, same subject, just kind of moving a little bit. Uh, one uh, one older guy came up to me, oh, probably in his mid-50s, uh, and he says to me, hey, Jordan, you do these pod things. I was like, yeah, podcast. And for the record, everybody's listening, I'm in very rural, rural America. So just when they say pod things, that's the best they can come up with. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, so my son is eight, and I want to show him Star Wars. Um, I know there's like, like, I don't know how many of them. How should I do this? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because of what you say with cultural aspects. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you got to show them four, five, and six first. And he goes, "What's what's four, five, and six? And I was like, "The ones that oh. you, the ones that you watched when you were a kid, you know, like the New Hope, Empire, and Return." And he goes, "Why?" And I was like, "Because in Empire, Vader says, Luke, I'm your father,' and that's like a big shocker, right? If you watch one, two, and three when Anakin's before Vader, it kind of ruins that big like what? Because it'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, I get it, right?" So, you, I can, I did not understand you, Sarah, at all during that review until just a few weeks ago when that guy came up to me and said, what should I do? Because he didn't think showing the original trilogy, 4, 5, and 6, was that big of a deal. But it is. So, yeah. I guess, like, you know, like, that's where I think Eric and I will always watch anything Blair Witch, right? Because it's just like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Um... Going back, um, there was one movie that I actually watched um, for pleasure um, after our series. Well, during our series, but uh, during the summer, I went back and watched it because I was like, is it really that bad? Because I did not give it a good review at all. But I know what you did last summer. Sarah, is it really that bad? It ranked in my top four. Well, top five, I guess. Ranked in my top five. Right. I mean, So, like, no, yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Um it was pretty bad, though. It, oh, it was bad. We got some uh, memorable scenes. Yeah. Like, like, why does the killer have to have a hook for the hand? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? That's such a <laughs> bad scene. <laughs> no, I guess the hook is just because they're in a seaside town, right? It's, it has no significance to how anyone died or the actions of one for the other. It was just regional right mm -hmm. yeah but I, I i mean to have him wear a slicker fine i mean bad but okay uh sarah do you remember me telling you that there is two sequels to that movie yes yeah you need to see i still know co-star brandy if you remember that artist back in the day of course i just watched cinderella the other day and an unknown hippie pot smoking jack black <laughs> Mm. Very, very bad. So, since we're going over culture, what we grew up with, not only is Blair Witch a big deal for Eric and I, but Scream is also a big deal. We're going to be reviewing Scream 5 or Scream 
here just a few months in January. I'm excited as hell for it. I don't know about you, Eric, but Sarah, do you see that there is some sort of a cultural impact when it comes to Scream? This was the only movie that legitimately scared me. Uh, and that was the first, what, 15 minutes with Drew Barrymore and the phone call. Um, I can handle, you know, scary aliens or you know, kind of creepy murderer. But the guy who can look into your house and tell you what you're doing is scarier than any of that. It is more right. realistic and it scares the crap out of me. Eric, wasn't that opening with Drew Barrymore just, I mean, it's, it's still to this day iconic. I still, I'm getting goosebumps just even thinking yeah. about it. Like, like, um, if I were to mention a movie, you know, like something really uh, Titanic, Avatar, you know, things, something like that, you could probably imagine where you were, like your theater experience the first time that you were in that, you know, because uh, that's what the theater does. It can bring this, this big experience when you have a, a packed house. And for Scream, I remember sitting in there and how it started, because it's a cold open. So mm-hmm. it didn't even go into too many production, you know, uh, credits. It just goes that phone call and it starts. And you know those, those whispers in the theater and the lights go down and then the, it starts and you had to like pay attention real quick. You were off, like it started real quick. And that's that's what stuck with the people. I think is that right after that moment, it didn't slow down. It just kept on no. going. It kept on going, and it never revealed itself. Until the end, it was it was great. Yeah, just like Sarah said, it, it great um, tension building moments. It made it scary. No, one hundred percent. And it, it, it's really amazing how the same director of Scream directed Wes Craven's new Nightmare, but he did. Well, it's just amazing. No, it's it's the funny thing that you say that though because New Nightmare was the fourth installment in that where they got horribly meta in that movie and Scream itself. From the same creator, Wes Craven, every movie it it gets more and more meta. I mean, hell, even the sequel had Stab, a movie based off of the first movie that was made in the franchise. Sure. So it does this like this weird overlapping effect, and Wes Craven likes to do that. He likes to kind of I don't know play in the now. Is that a is that a good way to describe that? He likes to make Tries commentary to. of what his process is. Try to. I mean, like, un- 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 unfortunately, Wes Craven has passed away a few years ago. Uh, tried to. I mean, he made people under the stairs and had Last House on the Left, just really bad films. Just, I mean, uh, he also made the Dracula films starring, uh, what was it, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn? Vampire in Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how do you go from those to that? I, I-, I have no idea. Um, Going off of everything else that we've done now, Sarah, I remember when we did the faculty, you were all about it because of 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 who Gosh, was in it. Now, Eric and I both gave that a medium. You still gave that a small. Josh Hartnett and Elijah Wood didn't do anything for you. Uh, like I said, it was still early in my ranking system. I was still working on it. Uh, if I could go back, I would probably give it a medium. Uh, that was one of the two movies I had actually seen before we did this retrospective. Um, this one and uh, The Haunting were the two that I had seen before. Oh, God, because we reviewed that back in April. Mm-hmm. And you were still new? You were like four months old at that point, bud. Okay. You think you, you'd be into it? Come on! <laughs> I do wish I could go back and I could 
re-review a couple of these, that being one of them. Well, okay. I'm just I'm curious. Okay. With, with, to its credit, though, I will say that these, I had mentioned before that these movies are really more known for, or just as, as known for who is in them rather than what they are. And the faculty, let's, come on, you got Josh Hartnett, Ledgewood, you already said, jo uh, Jordana Brewster, uh, a famke uh, Jansen we talked about, right? Wasn't John Stewart in this? Uh, John Stewart was in that. Yes. Yeah, I, and uh, uh, oh no, there was there was uh, Usher, right? Usher. Uh, yes, I forgot about Usher was in that movie. Uh, um, no, there there's more. Uh, Selma Hayek. Oh yeah, she's like the nurse. She's the nurse. Like I mean, this movie I think is the winner, and it's got um, uh, the T one thousand. Oh, Robert Patrick. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I cannot disagree with you when it comes to the star power. The movie was fun. I mean, Robert Rodriguez, who eh, I'm a fan of, not really a fan of, he said or miss. He wanted to make, he said in an interview, because I was curious about what he thought about it. He said in an interview that he wanted to make a 1950s alien abduction film, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, I, the only thing I, I will always remember from that movie is scat. I don't know what scat is. I'm assuming it's speed. Uh, but Scat's yeah. crazy. He puts it in pens. I mean, yeah. why not? Endless supply of pens. He's he's got. It. I mean, I mean, heck, uh, the dude uh, Hyde from how uh, from uh, that '70s show is in the movie as well. That's right, Danny Masterson, right? Mm -hmm. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Um, now, I don't want to bore the fans, so I don't want to keep on going. However, though, it's your guys' decision. So, Eric, I'll ask you first, then Sarah. Do we make the announcement to our fans now about what our next retrospective series is, or do we do our overall rankings? What would you like? You wanna... I would rather do overall rankings and then uh, do our, our... Give the reveal at the uh, end, huh? Yeah. Our is that what you guys want to do? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yes. Okay. Sarah, you're last. You know this. You knew that was going to happen. Wait for the drum roll. Everyone bought the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sarah's last. Uh, Eric, do you want to go first on this one, bud? What is the worst one you said? Uh, the what is your rank? Okay, what, I'm, what, not gonna, what, I'm not going to go through okay. and rank all these individually. I I, I didn't do that, but I, I'll just say that that the the haunting uh, was definitely not not it uh, for for me. Um, the the faculty was was the sleeper one, the one that I could I could probably watch again. Um, uh, I'm not going to say that uh, I liked Halloween H2O. Uh, America Wolf in Paris didn't hold up as well as mm -hmm. I wanted it to. I will remind everyone again, I have a lot of love because it's the first movie, the first radar movie I got to see as a kid. I will not mention the boob thing. It's more of just a radar, uh, my first radar movie in theaters. Blair Witch has I'm a cultural effect, but it's not, you know, what were you going to say? No, no, I actually agree with you. Like, um, to add to that, I won't go every movie like you said either, because if Sarah has that, that's what I'm more excited for. I think the fans are excited to hear that. Uh, but for me, though, I mean, House on Haunted Hill is definitely the worst. And, of course, this may be shocking without Scream, because, I mean, like, you can't go over Scream. Uh, I actually still like Disturbing Behavior. I like that idea. I like Stepford Wives, but with teenagers. I just like it. I just, I just like that idea. Um that movie came out, I was, what, 12, 13 years old? So perfect timing for me, right? <laughs> you know, and it's like, 
you know, do I want to be a Letterman f- f- jacket wearing football player and be exactly what my parents want me to be? Or do I want to dye my hair pink and listen to grunge? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's something as black or white as that, I guess. Speaking of black um, and white, uh, Blair Witch, I think, still holds up. Yeah, uh, Blair Witch holds up. I, I think that the, the it's more the acting. Um, I know the shaking cam is not for everybody, but those those three actors, like they were, they were believable, and I, I think actually it's still it still worked to this day. They did a good job. I think that was um, uh, good on them for for that. They really carried that. I think I after watching that again, I have a newfound appreciation for them than I do the the directors and creators. Oh, good. Point. All right, big reveal. We've been waiting all year. Well, we meaning Eric and I. Uh, and maybe the fans, since they know we're going to continue to do this all year, maybe they would like to hear. So, Sarah, overall rankings here. I'm sure you have a list. What do you got for your opinion of the late 90s horror retrospective? All right. So, I already said my very last was New Nightmare. Uh, I think, unsurprisingly, Blair Witch was uh, my second to last, which I want to plug um, another podcast called Unspooled um, with Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson. They did an entire episode on uh, Blair Witch, and it was really fantastic. They get super deep-divey into it. Everybody should listen to them. Um, but then it kind of goes, you know, with one, some of the ones that we've been talking about, uh, House on Haunted Hill, American Werewolf in Paris, Halloween H2O, those kinds of lumped into each other. Um, the Haunting, kind of right in the middle, surprisingly. I think because I had seen it, I maybe gave it a slightly higher ranking um, at the time. But then I think you kind of get in. I kind of get into the standard '90s uh, disturbing behavior. I know what you did last summer. The Faculty, Urban Legends, and my number one was in fact Scream. Yes, yeah. it was. Of we all knew that was going. Well, happen. it's going to be it's going to be mine too. I mean, that just it just holds up. I I want to let's do a quick rewind uh, rewind actually on I know what you did last summer because okay going down the list and and, and we've kind of talked a little bit more about all these and we've mentioned I know you did last summer but we shat pretty hard on this movie yeah we for, did for good reason I was going to like kind of again go through the list and see what bothered me the most. I, I there were so many things. It was the killer. Do do you remember when we were talking about how he's he's able to like blip around in time? How he's able to like fill a fill a teenager's car trunk up with crabs and a dead body, and then was able to remove the crabs and the dead body without any trace within mm-hmm. like ten mm-hmm. minutes. That's fantastic. Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was masterful. Uh, I mean. Mm-hmm. A masterclass in itself through watching that. Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, this late 90s is series is something that I've always wanted to cover because uh, these are movies that I grew up with. So I was just really excited to see. So uh, caught off guard. I'll go first, and then you guys will finish, and then we'll get into our announcement. If, hear my words carefully, if somebody would come up to me, and they knew all these movies was in the list, right? And they said, hey, Jordan, what is your overall popcorn rating of the late 90s horror? What would you say? Uh, to be honest with you, I would give it a large. Just because you got to see some of this crap. And I mean that literally. you got to see some of this crap. I mean, like, House on a Haunted Hill, Blair Witch is amazing, but the faculty is, eh. 
yeah, it's just it's just so amazing to see the dreck that's come out of out of eighties horror and where they've become and what a great uh, history lesson for what people did right and people did wrong in the nineties. So for me, nineties retrospective series definitely. Definitely a, a large bag. It's, it's fun. Eric, I don't mean to caught you off guard in this one, but what do you think? What would you give your overall popcorn rating for the uh, late 90s? I'll try to keep it uh, simple here. I, I would agree just because, again, I think uh, going back to it, it's who is in these movies. Like this, These movies carry, it feels like they carry a little bit more than the movies of like the 2000s, you know, um, the, the My Bloody Valentines and uh, um, what are some other ones, you know, I guess Conjuring is, is pretty good. Jennifer's body yeah. or something, you know? Right. Uh, it, it just seemed like a, a lot of what we got then was silly, like these little one-offs. But these seem to be a bit more of a in-the-pop-culture kind of sphere, you know? And um, there are other movies that obviously didn't kind of make the cut either. It, it was like a Swim Fan, is that another one? Is that 2000s? Remember mm-hmm. Swim Fan? Yeah. Yeah. Or is, or is that 90s? No, but, no, no, but like, just... you know, they, there's these, these a whole bunch of other movies that just kind of you know, fall underneath, but it just seems like, for the most part, what we have here in this list are are the, the stars. And they may not be the, the best, but, I mean, they're all around here. Uh, yeah, I they're still making sequels of these movies, so it's got to yeah. be a large. Like, that's, yeah. that should speak in it for, for itself. Um, may not put anything extra on it, but it's it's fun to watch. Sarah, how about you? Same question. What would be your popcorn rating for the overall popcorn rating for '90s horror? I think you guys are giving these movies or this this retrospective as a collective like way too many nostalgia bonus points. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, like we have said so many times, you guys grew up with these movies. Yes, they're still making sequels, but are they great sequels? Are they even good sequels? Did we need these sequels? The answer is generally no. Uh, I will give it a medium bag. Uh, because some of these movies were enjoyable. Scream was fantastic. Like I said, I have tried to recommend and tried to get my coworkers to watch Urban Legends. Uh, some of these were not bad, but some of them were absolute drivel, and I cannot give it anything more than a medium bag. Oh, and it's fine. I mean, you want to do a cop-out, that's okay. I understand. I mean, medium's <laughs> always a cop. Medium is never a cop-out. You want me to balance Blair Witch with Scream? That's a medium bag right there. No, that's large. Here, hold, hold, hold on. I, I, I'm pulling up a, a, a list of some other things as well, too, because I do want to compare it to, to some, maybe some of the movies that came out during the, the 2000s. Because there, there are some great movies that came out during the 2000s. There are some great movies that came out in the 90s as well, too. So, Sarah, you might be right that I, um, we are giving it too much nostalgia. But as I go through it, <clears throat> excuse me, all the movies that we have listed here, again, they all have made sequels. So um, that might have to be said for, for something. But still, in the 2000s, you have like uh, the Saw series, uh, The Orphanage, The Others, if you remember that one with um, uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Grudge, uh, The Ring. Uh, so, I mean, Cloverfield, you know, these are, these are big movies here. Drag Me to Hell, The Host. Um, so do I need, you know, these are these are pretty big heavy hitters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think that's going to be set for something. Record is another 2000s movie uh, from 2001 to 2010. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, oh, American Psycho. That's one of my favorite films of all time. That's my top 50. I don't think... Sarah, have you seen American Psycho? I have. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to swear, but I was hoping you didn't <laughs> see it because it's like special bonus review. Oh, man. Frailty? In 2001, yeah, that's a fantastic Cube Zero, one of my favorites. Sunshine. You do, do love Sunshine. 2000's Day. Danny Boyle and Chris Evans uh, can do no wrong here. Uh, I would recommend Frailty. We might have to do 2000's soon, soon here, man. 2000. Well, all right. So, as I'm looking at this so, list compared to 90s, I actually want to say 90s ain't, ain't crap and give them like a small so, bag. For our big reveal that is going to continue from December to November. The next 12 months of our lives here, one movie a month for a retrospective series. Uh, who should announce it? Me, Jordan, Eric. you came up with this idea, you and Gina, oh, yeah. and I think you are definitely the one that needs to announce Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, all right. So I'm not going to go into a story because Jordan's known for that. But I will say that my wife came up with the idea because we were trying to figure out what to do. And we came up with this idea in summer. Just to show you fans how far back our planning goes. And we presented it to Eric and Sarah. And immediately the audience was, yes, yes, this is a great idea. So we're going to do something that we have never done before in Movie Guys podcast in seven years. We're calling it a year of love retrospective series. We're going to be reviewing 12 films all about romance and love. Should we go over the list from when they are released for the fans? This will be fun. Are we no, ready? Don't don't do the don't do the list. You can maybe say a few ones that you're excited for, but oh, you don't want to go over all the movies. No, 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 no. You gotta you no. gotta be a surprise. Stun, yeah, oh, tune in to find out. I mean, just give a little okay. teaser here. Just, just know that we're we're going okay. across the board here. We're going appetizer. some some dramedies, okay. right? We're going some well, some rom coms. I will, I will say that one of the films in this is my favorite film of all time. So that one's going to be a large bag with extra butter and ranch seasoning or whatever the hell people put on shit. Like I really, I mean, this is my favorite film of all time. So I'm excited to talk about one of these films. Uh, some of these. Yeah. Uh, I know one a I'm movie called right. mannequin Two. <laughs> I know one of these movies I'm so excited for. We're going to be reviewing this movie um, early in the year, but Eric and I are going to bash this one. Eric and I are going to have so much fun, and I'm curious because I think we both know what we're talking about. Sarah, have you seen what I'm what I'm? I have. Yes, uh, and yeah. I already have some thoughts about it. Things that I am preparing for that episode. Oh yeah, I'm 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 so excited to talk about them. Um, some of these movies I've seen multiple times. Some of these movies I have not seen at all. Uh, especially our movie in July, I have not seen actually at all. But you know, nobody puts Jordan in the corner. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. So for this year, starting in December, do you guys want to at least announce what we're going to do in December, or should we not announce the movie just do, to give do, people some... Do, do, go ahead and do December. Do December. Okay, so for December, kicking off our Year of Love retrospective series, 
It will be Love Actually, a movie that my wife thoroughly enjoys. It is her holiday movie. I refuse to watch it. I've seen it, I don't know how many times. I don't ever want to watch it again, but we're doing it for this review. Because in my opinion, there's only one Christmas movie, and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So, so glad you didn't say Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, Die Hard is there. Die Hard's two, but my favorite Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Eric, Sarah, have you guys seen Love Actually before? Many times. Is, many times. Is that I have one? cried over it many times. Yeah. You I cried? Yeah. yeah. How? Well, Jordan, we'll get into that next month. Oh, my is God. Eric, one? have you seen this? I, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, this is the one with Hugh Grant, right? Yeah. And, um, Keira Knightley. Uh, yeah. is this is one where it starts with Bill Nye singing. Yeah. Yes. I feel it in my fingers. That song. Yeah. Yeah. I, then. Christmas no, is all around us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yes. So there will be some fun throughout the whole year of our year of love retrospective. Uh, we've known of this list for the past few months. Uh, myself is, is not one for patience, so it was very hard for me to bite my tongue for all of our fans who are listening uh, to keep this a secret, but I did, and I'm proud of myself for that. But yes, a year of love. This will be interesting to see what some of our pop ratings will be. But I'm excited. I know, I know you guys are excited, so uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Love actually. Here we go. This is going to happen. It's it's going to be a trip. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us on always at moviegaspodcast.poppy.com, on social media, or wherever you get your podcast from. Sarah, I'm so glad you took a year of your life to like watch these movies. Thank you. That was fun. It has been a journey, and I'm so glad I got to do it with you guys. Well, I'm so glad you could tell us the you know what's going on for the year of love, right? That's going to be nuts. Can't wait, and we'll talk to you again for the Movie Guys Podcast Awards. You'll be co-hosting that with us. Yes. So awesome, yes. awesome! All right, everybody, thank you so much for downloading us, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>